episode 102. Thank you for all your recent wonderful testimonials and your reviews. We are plus 100 by now, so we're really delighted. Uh, we're probably up to about 100,000 listeners, so thank you for that too. This magic 100 number seems to be coming in waves. Uh, our next goal is 200, so whether that's 200,000 or episode 200, who knows? But you've got to have big goals, big expectations. So who knows that the only big expectation I've got is I'm getting bigger. Um, (laughs) um, I've just received a very nice parcel of chocolate and uh, some monkey stuff. I just don't know who it's from. So I will be doing a very big thank you in 200 minutes, 200 hours or 200 days when I know who it's come from. But I think this week's episode for me is all about self-talk, mindset, resilience and understanding how we program our minds is really going to determine the end of the year for me. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going with this episode. That's cool. Um, I mean, one of the things that I say a lot, and you've you've been at events where I've said this, but I don't know if you've heard me say it or not. I may have been in the room, but I may not have been in the room. But that's my point. Um, But, you know, I I talk a lot from stage about the difference between mindset and skill set and the fact that almost everybody in the room has a skill set. Because if if they are in like an industry conference, they wouldn't be in the industry if they didn't have the skill set. The thing that makes the difference between the people that are being held up as, you know, case studies and testimonials and everything else is very often not their skills, it's their mindset and it's how they've actually applied those skills. You know, you can have a 100 people, 200 people sat in a room, 1,000 people sat in a room who actually, if you were to give them like an aptitude test, would all probably come out fairly similar. The difference is the ones that believe in the ability they have versus the ones that doubt the ability they have. And the ones that have the self-belief are nearly always the ones that get the bigger results. Well, that's no different. Can you imagine if you could interview people and you knew they were nice and they obviously had the qualifications, which is why they got to the next part of the job. But if you could interview for mindset, I mean, can you imagine if you had a program, and I'm sure someone who's listening is going to tell me there is an app that does this, but I'm not sure there is. But if you could have an, a process where you could look into people's minds and know they had the mindset that when the phones aren't ringing, and, and it's interesting. So I have a phone system that if I'm busy, it goes through to my PA. And so often I'll look at my phone while we're doing a podcast to see if I've had any missed calls. In the last four months, I've had very few phone calls, but I've had lots of emails. And I've had lots of LinkedIn requests and all the rest. But my mindset is uh, nobody loves me. And so do you remember the old days when you'd ring your phone to make sure your phone worked? Yeah. People with good mindsets didn't do that. Don't need to do that. But I didn't know that. So I've been in business. Get ready for this. I have been in business now for 40 years two years so I left school just before I was 16 I'm 58 now but I remember at 16 sometimes in the morning you'd ring your phone to make sure your phone was working (laughs) at 21 I started my own business and I'd sometimes ring my phone if somebody hadn't rung in 10 minutes now you refresh your emails if you haven't had an email yeah is is email working where's the messages I mean I'll be honest with you I get so many emails that I actually now, uh, I check email probably at most once a day. If people are trying to get hold of me through email, like if people are trying to get hold of me urgently, email is not the way to do it. Very occasionally. Okay, I'll- but that's because you've got a better mindset and better self-esteem than most 
because for most people, when they check their phones and they haven't had any emails, we know from a neuroscientific point of view that there's no dopamine hit. You know, it's no different to likes on Instagram and on Facebook. But, but I probably check other things. You know, I don't check email, but I'll check WhatsApp or I'll check Facebook or I'll check Instagram or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll check other things for notifications. But I'm not checking email because most of the email that I get, I get way too much email and most of it is actually not that relevant to me. It doesn't mean it's not important. It doesn't mean I don't have to see it. But very rarely is so it is something that that's really relevant to me. So is that why for the last two years, whenever I've emailed you, you've not come back to me? Well, if you've emailed me, yeah. <laughs> and that's, my, and that's, that's kind of my point. You know? And I tell all of my clients that I'm working with, you know, if you email me, I'm, I will see it eventually. But don't be surprised if so you don't get a response for a few days. that goes back to episode 100 about expectations. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you want to get hold of me, call me, text me, send me a WhatsApp message, whatever. But don't, don't send me an email. Okay, so this is always about age, okay? So, you know, I expect my phone to ring. And so I tell everyone, put your phone number on the front page of every web page that you have. Uh, you know, I, I tell people to email me, but it's interesting. I'm still, I'm getting to get ready for the backlash here. I'm still with AOL, okay, because I, I find it difficult to change behavior. And so let's not go into another whole lecture series, but I can, I can hear the text and emails coming now. But it's really interesting. I'm having an issue on my phone with my AOL, and they're not pushing to my phone in fast time. So I, I have to reset my phone, I have to turn it on and off, and then emails come in. And then occasionally I look at my phone, and there's no emails, and my mindset says, ooh, nobody loves me. Uh-huh. And it's interesting, at 58, I've written five books, I've won every speaker of the year, award there can be for what I do, and still my mindset says, nobody loves me. Now, if I'm at that level at 58, I've been married 35 years, happily four, as I always say. I've got two phenomenal kids, I've got a phenomenal podcast partner, uh, Neil Martin, by the way, just in case anyone had forgotten. <laughs> um, you know, I've got a great mastermind team with Jeff, with uh, Steve and other people like that and Paul. So my life is kind of working. Yeah. And still my mindset will come up to say, nobody loves me if I'm not getting many emails. Yeah. Now, if I'm thinking that, there are other people and we know because of the way selfies are done. Now, I'm not going to pick on your kids, but I know lots and lots of kids who'll be on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It will take them 38 attempts to do the right selfie image, and then they're waiting for the likes to let them have high self-esteem. And some validation, yeah, totally. And so what I'm saying to people is, if you can wake up every morning, and you wake up with bad breath, because at least you've got breath, and you wake up in the morning and you do your first gratitude list, and I know you do more meditation than I do, but if you've created the first three minutes of your day to improve your self-esteem by looking at your own mindset and you wrote down three things that you were grateful for as your first thing because what I don't want people to do is to turn on the news or go onto the BBC news to find out the covid numbers as your first morning it's duty. A, yeah it's a depressing way to start the day right i mean I, i'll be honest with you um i had a day last week it was last week. Well, actually, I checked my email first thing in the morning. I don't do that very often. But for and what every- was the rest of your day well, like? Hang on. What I was going to say is <laughs> I actually decided that day, for whatever reason, I opened my email on my phone, literally, but I think before I'd even got out of bed. And um, it was great. And normally, if I check my email that early, it isn't, which is why I don't. But that one day I did, and it was great, because sitting in the top of my inbox was sales for things that happened while I was asleep for digital products that actually I created over a year prior, hadn't really been promoting, but somebody else had promoted a link to. 
and I, I kind of knew they were going to do it, but I didn't necessarily think it would have any impact. And I opened up my email, and there's these, there's these sales companies. Now, it's not, you know, mega money. It's like $47 per sale, right? But I didn't do anything for it. Well, I no, woke no. up okay, in the morning. Time, you know, time out, Neil. Let me rephrase that. I did something ages ago, yeah. but I didn't do anything for it now. You know, so I opened my, opened my phone, and there's this thing there. It's like, this is a great way to start the day. But so often our emails are full of like things we need to do that we weren't planning on doing or today junk. or junk or yeah, or you know, somebody else trying to get us to buy something we don't even want or, or what and, like there's too much of that that it's just a distraction. Social media, you know, it's a weapon of mass distraction. It really is. There are great ways to use social media, but there are also ways where it can completely derail your life. What was the line from Social Dilemma? I haven't if, seen it. Okay, well, there's a line that says, if they're not selling you a product... You are the product. You are the product. Okay. Yeah, I've heard So without before. going too deep on that, I'm just asking everyone that when you first wake up in the morning, if you've got someone sleeping next to you and you quite like them, it would be nice to turn to them and say, good morning, grumpy, because that's who I sleep with. <laughs> um, sorry, um, uh, But turn to the person next to you and kind of acknowledge them instead of turn to your left where the side of your bed might be to look at your phone, which is what statistics are now being told. 64% of married people wake up to their phone, not wake up to their partner. That's crazy, isn't it? Then the first thing they see for most people on emails is quite a lot of junk. Now, I know we're going to have people say, start saying to me, you can filter some of that out. But lots of the emails do not need a response in the first seven minutes. Yep. What does need a response is your mindset. Yep. So you want to, so no different to having a car, you want to make sure your vehicle, your engine is well lubricated, that, you know, you pee well, you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. you create the day you want by starting the day that you want. Now, so for, so for me, I mean, the, the, the order and sequence might change ever so slightly, okay? As in, simple example, if I wake up in the morning, it depends how badly I need to pee. Like, if I need to pee, that's going to happen before I do other things. And, and as you get to my age... Right, but, you, you know, but, but my point is, it, it varies depending on the, the day of the week, but I have a few different things I will do. So, I mean, you talk about, like, brushing your teeth. I actually use a tongue scraper, and I scrape my tongue before I brush my teeth. That's you know, there's a whole bunch of health reasons around that, like positive ones. Um, I'm not saying everyone should do that, but it's something to look into. But you said about the mindset thing, every single morning of my life, I read. And I don't just read fiction or the news or something. I read something that's going to have a positive impact on me. It might only be one page, but I'll still read. I will meditate and I will pray. And I, I'm not a like a a follower of any one particular religious denomination or anything like that you know for me it's the god of my understanding um everyone's entitled to their own religious beliefs i'm not going to get into that one but but i make time every my point is more i make time every single day to effectively recognize the fact that the world is bigger than neil and i'm going to connect with that world that's bigger than neil I'm going to read something that's going to make me think about something more positive or think about what I'm capable of or what I can do or what I've done already or whatever in my life. And, you know, and I'm just going to take some time to go, okay, well, like, what do I want this day to look like rather than letting the day dictate what it looks like? Doesn't mean the wheels don't fall off sometimes. Doesn't mean I don't have days where, you know, that's the first seven minutes and then in minute eight, the day's been derailed for the next four hours. I'm not going to pretend that doesn't happen. 
But, no, but imagine if you didn't do any of what you first started. And that's my point. And that's my point. Yeah, and there are there there are days where yes, I will you know I will look for something on my phone and it's not there. You know, I've been expecting a message or whatever that didn't arrive, or you know, that happens. It happens to all of us. But it's my responsibility to deal with how I am and how I respond. And can I do you know, a time we've out? about can this I, stuff a lot. Can I do a time out for that line? Of course you can. So when you say I am, the next word is probably the most important language you're ever going to use. Yep. So when you say, you know, I'm responsible for who I am, yep. and that's all it is. But the next word that you say, I am happy, yep. creates something. I am depressed. So I think I've done this with you before. Uh, just raise your hands up in the air for me. Uh, I want you to look up to the ceiling, and I want you to say, I am depressed. It's really hard to do when you're doing that. <laughs> and then because, do the reverse. Because, because when you're down, your body goes down. When you're up, your body goes up. And, you know, I've, I've done this with a whole bunch of people. Get, I mean, I'm sure you have, but I've done this with a whole bunch of people from stage, where it's like, look, when it comes to managing your own emotional state... You know, I mean, and I didn't invent this stuff. I've learned it from other people, as we all have. You know, but one of the quickest ways to change what's happening for you emotionally is to change what's going on with you physically. You know, if you're down and your shoulders are down and your head's down, get up. You know, do some star jumps or something. Or, you know, go for a walk have, have you ever or seen angry, whatever. Have you ever seen someone's face when they're doing a star jump? Very rarely are people depressed when they're doing a star jump. You can't be. And actually, I used to have this thing with my daughter when she was smaller, where if she was playing up, I'd just say to her, star jumps. And if she played up some more, I did them instead. Because she couldn't even watch me do them without it changing how she was feeling. Well, that's because you're an embarrassing father. Oh, she could be embarrassed. She could be laughing. She could be, especially, you know, if you're in the middle of the supermarket or something. But my point is, it, it forced a state change. It forced it to happen, you know. And we're all in control of that. You're dead right, the words that follow I am. I mean, you know, one of the most, one of the things that... M- Every human being, in my opinion, and it is my opinion, and so you can argue with it if you want, but every human being, in my opinion, will do just about anything to stay congruent with the identity they've given themselves. So if my identity is the things that come after the words I am, I will do just about anything to prove what I'm saying about myself because is correct. Because in that moment in time, you'd much rather be right than happy. Exactly, right? And so on that basis, no matter how I describe myself, I am something, I'm going to be that something, and I'm going to prove to you I'm that something, whatever that something is. So I've got to be careful with the language that I use. And... I've met people who, um, this might be slightly controversial depending on what I say next, but I've met people that will tell me about how they're, you know, master practitioners of NLP or they're this. And I look at their own lives and I go, how? What you mean is you did a course and you got a certificate. Practitioner means to practice. It doesn't mean to help other people. It means to do it. I have zero qualifications in things like that. But I do have a qualification. That qualification is called life. You know, I've been through all kinds of different therapies and treatments and things over the years. And I've taken the bits that work for me. And then I've made them into a consistent daily practice. And that's, for me, that's what it comes down to. It's not what you read. It's what you do. It's but, not but what I you think, dream about. It's what you become. But I think the word, and we're going to talk about it in the next episode, is the word consistency. Yeah, Because totally. I know someone who's writing a book that's taking them a bit longer really I think by the time people listen to this that book might even be out you know? it might be but only if consistently you do more work about it yep and you know if you're consistently early 
we do more in the way of a podcast. And if you're consistent in your behavior, it will change your mindset. Yep. What happens to most people, and as we finish this episode, it will become really clear, is that we start and we finish too early and we don't consistently follow through on a scheme. So the word focus really is finish one course until successful. Yeah, follow one course. And that one as Close well. Enough. Okay. <laughs> so we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Um, as per normal, if you could leave us a review, that would be great. What would be even better for me is if you could share this podcast with three of your friends, only three, and then ask those three friends to share it with three more friends. That's called the law of something, when I can't remember because my mind's gone blank. But if we can get a following by just three people sharing to three people, we'll then get the universe listening to the wise words of Neil Martin and occasionally Nigel Rizzo. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Cheers.